At this point, I shouldn't, but I do still trust you with a hot mic. That is an honest and very nice thing to say. <laughs> I have no reason to, but I still do. I can give you reasons to. To, to trust you? That'd be good. I'd love if you gave me some reasons to trust you. That's not what I meant. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that's really asking, can we get rid of Brian Gumble like, as fast as Please. possible? Just get rid of him. Every season gets worse. I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, how do you propose we get rid of Brian Gumble? Uh, with a cannon, if uh, possible. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing? He's the worst, man. He makes everyone up there feel uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable watching. I, I just, I need, I need it to be Jeff doing the questions and the answering. At first, the first season I was like, oh wow, this is weird, I want this to be Jeff. And now I'm like, I'd take anyone else. Yeah, just anyone not Bryant Gumble. Correct. Producer, Mark Burnett, come out and do this yourself. We all know Bark Burnett doesn't actually exist, but <laughs> is an amalgamation of several different people. Okay, who, who is, who are these people? If I told you that, you'd be in on the conspiracy. Ah, I don't want that. No. Please keep me out of it. <laughs> it's the lamest branch of the Illuminati, if I'm being honest. <laughs> How many branches of the Illuminati do you know? At least 12. That, okay, that's more than I expected the number to be. I need more information. No. All right. Speaking of things that you don't need any more information for, emails! You can send us emails, SurvivorTVT at gmail.com. You can send us messages at SurvivorTVT on Twitter, u slash SurvivorTVT on Reddit. Feel free to send us messages. I, before we get into emails, I have a question for the audience, not for Jared. I also have a question for the audience, but yours is going to be more serious, Okay, my question being, I know that a lot of podcasts and internet communities use Discord as a way to kind of communicate and have instant conversations about things. If that is something that you guys are interested in, I will start that. It will kind of combine all the things that we're doing into one to make it easier for us to communicate. Yeah. But I also know that not everyone uses it. It's not always the most user-friendly of platforms. So I can do it, but I want feedback from you guys. I'm not going to start it for me and one person to go back and forth all day. Yeah, and I'll join it, but I'll only be able to join join one channel that's like a spoilers-free channel. Yeah, I, I might not... Well, yeah, that's fair. I was going to say, I might not let you join it, but... We can have a spoiler-free channel. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question? Yeah, for the last, like, three days, I've had a weird, like, soapy aftertaste with many of the things I eat, and I don't know if I'm okay. Jared's dying. <laughs> Am I okay? <laughs> Jokes oh. aside, I think I just didn't wash my coffee pot very well. Like, rinse it out very well, but... Or I'm dying. Mm. I am a hypochondriac. So if any of you know, like, I'm crowdsourcing. This is American healthcare at work. I'm crowdsourcing the answer. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, jumping into our emails, I'm going to, like, jump around here. Because we did get some finale emails that I might save toward the end or save for our next episode. All good information. But, eh, 
there is one part that I may I may steal for the episode discussion because I think it. we should use all of them for this episode, all even right. if it's at the end. That's fair. Let's do that then. From Josh, Josh just noting that Survivor goes back to a very different part of Africa for their first HD season, Gabon. Oh. For which one? Gabon. Sure. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this when they previewed the next season. I was like, why did we call this Survivor Africa and not Survivor Kenya? Like, it's it's not like Kenya is a place that people aren't familiar with, so you wanted them to know it was in Africa. Yeah. Africa's fucking huge. It's... Well, we're, we're, we've now successfully named two continents two seasons, so... Sure. We're running out of continents. We can't keep doing this. The first episode wasn't Survivor Asia. No, but it was just Survivor. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, mm. Also, I hate to disappoint, we did not get the winner of this season for a, for a guest appearance. Shocking. I know. And looking up the... Like, how to get in contact with them and who you would have to go through. It's not as not as accessible as some other people mm. t- in their social media. Like, people have... People who are famous and people who are running organizations and... They have managers and they have representation. And yeah. you would have to go through the representation. And... Might be worth reaching out to Teresa. If she's still trying to get on the show. Valid. I, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that might be worth reaching out to. Mm-hmm. Send the mass emails. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm sorry. We did not get, but we were not also willing to pay f- for, we were, we were going to pay money to have someone come. No. If, if they want to do it because they like to, the narrative yeah. and like to, to talk about it, then that's different. But yes. Thank you for sending those. Uh, oh, also from Josh. We've kind of talked about this before, but also the reason why Borneo and Australia contestants come back is the ratings were much, much better for yeah. the first two seasons. Makes sense. Like, you have so many good contestants and so many ratings pullers. You want to capture that for your all-star season. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, from So far, nobody... I mean, we'll talk about it today, but so far, nobody in Africa has, will return. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so far nobody has returned. We will have some returners. I'm sure, yeah. From Tyler, not too much to add on Kim. You covered the big thing of her going on to marry a future Survivor player, which was going back and forth whether or not to mention now or wait until we got to him down the line. So, same, I'm trying to be a little cryptic about it, and we will get there. Both her and her husband work for the Backroads Travel Company. That's fun. Hmm. Mentioned how a reward compares to season 41 onward. I think one of the ways the producers balanced out having 26-day seasons opposed to 39-day seasons was making the rewards less glamorous than they had been up to that point. Which is just cutting more fun out of it. Because even though it is a competitive edge this season, the mm-hmm. rewards have been fun. Yeah. Well, most of their rewards have been fun. Yeah. And, and Tyler also corrects us that they go to Gabon, which, again, sure. makes sense. We don't know geography. We're dumb Americans. Dumb Americans. What, they didn't call it Africa 2 Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> I like to consider myself pretty well-traveled for as young as I am. Not to that section of the world. Never been. No. No. Actually, I'm not very well-traveled, but I'm a massive nerd, so I tend to know obscure things about obscure places, but not that one. Fair. 
I haven't crossed that ocean. I've crossed the other direction. Oh, look at me. I'm Steve and I get to travel. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> also from Tyler, shortly after her elimination, Teresa worked at a CBS affiliate in Atlanta. I'm not... Oh, hold on. I'm going to cut that out because nobody's going to get that joke. No, no. You got to leave it in. End this. All right, it's all staying. Fine. <laughs> if you know what musical that's referencing, email us. Yeah. Okay. Would go on to get remarried in 2016. Her, her podcast, Talking with T-Bird, specializes in catching up with old past Survivor contestants who haven't been on the scene as much as others. Oh. So, again, we're going to plug this. Like, go listen to that. That's that's really cool. Teresa not getting selected for Second Chance Season was actually the major upset in the process because pretty much every fan site or podcast poll had her in the top three women. Wow. If not top two or first. So it seemed... She seemed like a lock and pretty shocking that she didn't make it. It is, I mean, even just thinking about who I know comes back on Second Chance and from Australia, like, I would have picked Teresa over Kimmy. Like, if I was, in a, like, I would have expected her to get picked mm -hmm. over Kimmy, but, eh, interesting. Yeah. I think, I think it, it does attribute a little bit to how the game is different. Yeah. It, Teresa was very likable, but Kimmy stirred the pot. Kimmy was messy. Kimmy was messy, and we want to see that. Mm-hmm. TV wants to see that. And there was a rumor that she was originally placed on the Baran tribe, but was switched to Samburu at the last minute because producers thought she would do too well on Baran, and they were worried about having the same archetype win two seasons in a row. Can't I can't verify any of that. If that's true, that's that fucking sucks. Yeah. I think I that feels untrue. Like my gut makes me think that's not true, only because like you don't know which tribe's going to do well. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I, I, I could see why Boran on paper is the better tribe, especially when you have like people like Clarence and Ethan that are professional athletes or athlete adjacents that are going to probably win a lot of the early challenges, team challenges for you, versus, you know, a tribe with some older people and, and you know, maybe like Brandon, who doesn't seem to be quite as, although he's, he's a pretty physically strong in his own way. But, or, like, you know, you you read Frank and you're like, ah, yes, here's the, the dynamite we can throw in this group to blow them up. Ah, yes, of course. This man will be exactly what we need. Oh, boy. <laughs> but that just it seems a little revisionist off the top. Of, like, that's how, how it kind of hits me, but I could be wrong. Sure. I'm going to blow through the Carl emails a little bit. Carl, we love you. You have such good information. Thank you. After typing these notes, now realizing had very little substance in episode 12... Yeah. Which we, t we talked about. Like, say, episode 12 and 13, not a whole lot of substance, but there's a lot of good stuff in episode 12, and Carl talks about that. <laughs> Being in HD would have done wonders for that episode. Yes. And absolutely. But shout out to the camera people who managed to capture the lion chase. That, honestly impressive, to get that while hanging f from the side of a balloon. Yeah. Truly beautiful. Very convenient that Stephen is somehow fluent in the rural Virginian dialect. <laughs> Possibly a dialect of goat? As I could not understand a single syllable that came out of Tom's son's mouth. I almost never can. Tom or Tom's son. I mean, we'll talk about it, but the reunion, Tom seems ass-blasted drunk. And I'm like, Tom, what are you saying? I can't understand anything. Yeah. Pretty sure juries are still sequestered, but Kelly Frank Brandon would be a hell of an awkward Ponderosa. Yeah. Sure would. Oh my god, it would be so funny. I can see Kelly and Brandon getting along. Yeah. But like, yeah, no. Frank and Frank and Brandon and Yeah. Kelly and Lex for the last <laughs> couple days. It's so oh, it's, it's just a lot. Tom calls Lex tattoos in the tent and the plane, which 
was I don't remember if we talked yeah, about we that. Yeah, call, I caught it in the plane. Okay. Yeah, I love it. And there's no bowling alley because no one in this season is as innovative, forward-thinking, or simply as genius as the great Dr. Sean Kniff. We need Dr. Sean back right now. Dr. Bring him into 44. Sean Beautiful. I, in episode 13, I love the Jehovah's Witness angle for Jared's revenge plot. Of all the things a scammer could choose to hack, who the fuck chooses Grubhub for $400 worth of food? Is this like a single mom who chooses the life of cybercrime to feed her kids? If it is, that's sad. But I, I don't think so. I think <laughs> you know, like the food that was ordered was a lot of like expensive, like over the top platters. I don't think a single mom trying to feed her kids would go quite so extravagant when you could tr- pick something smaller and maybe not get caught. That's true. Good, good point here. Yeah, good thing Lex didn't win the ugliest car in existence, just the second ugliest car in existence. It gets four miles to the Galen. Sub-Saharan Africa does indeed still struggle with AIDS. The mortality rate has dropped by 55% since 2010, but still a top five leading cause of death in the continent. Mm. But yes, it's it's still around. We're... Getting better with solutions. But. Yeah, that makes sense. I just I feel like I haven't heard about it a lot in the last decade, which, yeah. I mean, eventually people get... Problems go on for too long. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> and people just get <laughs> bored of them and move on. Yeah. You can only see a production of Rent so many times. <sighs> Rent has so many problems. It does. I like Rent. Music slaps. But... But... Growing up is learning that Benny is right more often than he's wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. But the youth... He's like, if you pay one month's rent, I will let you live here... Forever. Forever. And the whole year before that you didn't pay anything. Like, what? What the fuck? That's the... If somebody did that, if my friend did that for me, I would be so thankful. Anyway. Yeah. We're having a conversation back and forth about mentioning returnees and... I agree with what is said. That's just a little thing between me and Carl. You and me, Carl? We, we got a bond here. I agree. Okay. Okay. Cool. We have so much to talk about in the episode. Yep. I will delay no longer. Let us do a bumper. All right. So this episode came out on January 10th of 2002. A couple things happened between last episode and this episode. The first of which, man... The Reagan years really changed America for the worse, and I, every time I learn something new about the Reagan years, I learn, I'm like, wait, that's when that started? That's when this horrible thing we just keep doing ha- started? Yeah. But then second on that list is George W. Bush. <laughs> U.S. President George W. Bush signs into law the No Child Left Behind Act, providing financial assistance to schools exhibiting academic improvement. Yeah. The program that, in, that started uh, institutionalized testing, and trying to fit everyone's intelligence into a, into a single box. Yeah, did your... I don't know what your... You went to public school, right? Mm-hmm. My school struggled with No Child Left Behind. Same. And, I mean, we're a rural school, so... If, if you're not meeting certain demographics, then you just lose funding. Yep. It was made entirely... Like, it, it took the nuance out of funding schools and made it entirely standardized test-based, and I don't think it's a coincidence that George W. Bush and the Republican Party of the time and now love their private schools and their vouchers for private schools and stuff like that. So anything you do to sabotage the public schools, there you go. Uh, 
and do and frame it as a positive. Like, no, we're not going to leave any child behind, and we're going to, you know, the schools that do improve get more funding, but don't leave out what the opposite of that is. Anyway, rant over. Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, passed oh, away oh. at 69. Not a very, not nice. <laughs> and but, the but you want to say it, though. You want to say it. I, yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> It was, it's been long enough. And then the 29th American Music Awards winners, uh, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, and Lenny Kravitz. Those are we need, from we the need past. Three Jacksons. We yeah. can't do this. <laughs> I'm sorry. We missed a Jackson. Who? I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Are you for real? <laughs> I am for real. And four eels. <laughs> I never meant to make your daughter cry. I am for fish and not a guy. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, the, the song of the week was still How You Remind Me by Nickelback. That is hanging on there. <sighs> um, it just really goes to show you how much the 2000s were a... I've been saying this for years. The early 2000s were a pit of culture. Like, that's where culture went to die. And this really... Yeah, that, that shows it. I think also the post-2010s. Like, 2010 to, like, 2012, we also struck... Well, I'm gonna go with 2008 to 2012 the music also kind of takes a hit. Yeah, that's fair. I don't just mean music when I say that's early fair. 2000s, though. Survivor's like the one good culture, cultural thing from the era that survived. And our number one movie, which is Fellowship of the Ring. Nice. A Beautiful Mind, Ocean's Eleven, and then The Royal Tenenbaums. I don't know what The Royal Tenenbaums is. I know it's a cult classic. It looks really fun. The, the quick little description of it is, The eccentric members of a dysfunctional family reluctantly gather under the same roof for various reasons. Hmm. Right. We'll watch it sometime. Neat. And that's what you missed in 2002. <laughs> Let us continue with season three, the finale, the final four, colon, no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. We have hit night 36. Mm-hmm. And we get more Lex drama. We are, there was only four people left. <laughs> All you have is your alliance, and Lex is still acting like the king, like mm -hmm. a despot. And we'll talk about the reunion at the end. It does seem like he was edited maybe a little more ruthless than he was, or at least that he was perceived by the people around him. Sure. He might have, his confessionals are much more like, ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. And those were probably real, but no one else knew that they were going on. Yeah. So I'm surprised they weren't viewing him in that light, but for us, I the first thing I was like, how are you still like doing this? <laughs> yeah, it's we go off for a, a good couple minutes about how betrayed he feels at yeah. Tom, and he's like, he's like, well, there, you know, there's someone's, there's always someone out there trying to burn you. I'm like, yeah, Lex, there's four of you. Yeah, you have to now. You're trying to get to one. Or, I guess, two, and then the jury will decide. But, like, yeah, ha of those four, half of you are going home, and nobody wants it to be them. They're not... It's like Lex thinks everyone else's role is to lay down and die for him. Yeah. It, Very bizarre. It's also like they didn't imagine a world where Kim would win anything. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, th there wasn't a plan on the off chance that, okay, we have to cannibalize each other a little yeah. early. I was surprised that Kim wasn't on the in of that alliance. Like, they always refer to the alliance as, like, the three of them, and Kim is not a member of it. Yeah. I was always kind of surprised by. Yeah. Because it... She acts like she is. <laughs> Which isn't a bad strategy, if I'm being honest. But you're right. There, 
the conversation really doesn't ever revolve around her coming to the conclusion that, oh, I'm on the outs. Yeah. It, it kind of does earlier, but she never makes a move on it. And she, yeah, there's a couple times I think she would have at least considered it mm-hmm. had Lex not won immunity. Because Lex seemed like the only person that she was, at least at the time, I thought Lex was the person that she would go after. But mm-hmm. now it seems like it was Tom, So, but nobody else really had the stomach to go after Tom. It, it seems very messy. <laughs> it does. I mean, Kim's strategy worked. It got her to the final two. It didn't win her the game. Didn't win her the game. It's, yeah, it's weird because so, I think, I've talked about this before, socially, mm-hmm. there was no real outcasts on this tribe once, like, Frank was gone. Mm-hmm. And even when Frank was there, it wasn't, Frank was an outcast in, in so much as, like, Frank was awkward and, and weird. Sure. But the camp life, because you're all stuck inside of a fucking fenced-in area... <laughs> Was always very cordial, and then you get to the challenge, and it's like, oh yeah, we're all going to target young Kim and Teresa's stuff to get them out right away. Yeah. So I guess it was like that with Kim, old Kim. I'm just, it's it's weird. It's a weird recontextualization for the last episode. And this bleeds into the next morning, when after we we come to the conclusion that it's been exactly five weeks since they started the game, Lex and Tom go to get wood, and then they they hash it out. We say, this is, all right, this is happening. We've been building up to this for the entire season. Why does this conversation matter? If you're Lex, who's the one who brings it up, why do you have this conversation? Sounds like he's establishing his dominance. I guess, but like, you're not changing, it's not going to change the way you vote Mm -hmm. the rest of the way. If you end up on the jury and Tom's in the final two, you can ask him then. Yeah. If Tom ends up on the jury, you're risking put a, putting a sour taste in his mouth. Like, nothing... This is an entirely... I, I talk about emo, uh, Brandon being an emotional player. Mm-hmm. This is an entirely emotional response. I mean, uh, Lex says something like, Tom, like, well, he's really taken a fall from grace. And that really tells you where Lex's head is at. That mm-hmm. the, That's such extreme language. Not he's fallen from my graces. Not like I'm a seven, but he has... Fallen from grace, yep. i.e. I am mad at him, and that is all that matters in this game. It's beautiful. It I really love when is. people tell on themselves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, like, there's, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of back and forth. Tom committed a bit of treachery out of <laughs> Lex's... It's very dramatic. It's hilarious. Half the time Lex is punk dad, and then half the time he's Richard III. Amazing. And then they make a big deal out of, like, nothing really gets solved in this. They they seem to be, like, have an understanding that he didn't actively try to get him off, but he also didn't... Phrasing. <laughs> he didn't actively try to remove him from the tribe, but he also did not try to, like, stifle these emotions. Sure. And then there was no handshake at the end. Yeah, Tom's like, I. why would I reshake your hand? Mm-hmm. I did it five weeks ago, and it's the same deal. Which is a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. The only other thing of this, in this conversation of note is Tom had a really good point in, in a confessional, not to Lex. He said, if you're going to ride in front of the pack with a white horse, you're going to get shot at. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put yourself in the power position, literally from, like, week two, yeah, man, you're going to get some votes. <laughs> It's, 
in a modern game, Lex does not get nearly as far as he gets. I th- yeah, the way he's played the game does not work in a modern sure, Survivor's I, I, I think Lex would be the kind of person that could adapt mm-hmm. to the game. But yeah, like you you cannot be a despot no. in modern Survivor. You shouldn't have been able to be a despot on this season, but you got away with it. So yeah, congratulations. You really did. Uh, good on him. And then we take this in a weird right out of left field. We then... After we've built up all this emotion, we're going to go off to Bull Rocks and have a peaceful moment. Yeah. Yeah. That was cute. We stare, we stare down at the Burma. Kim reflects on how she's never won a challenge. And that's called foreshadowing. That's, that's called heavy-handed foreshadowing. <laughs> and then we go right into the immunity challenge. This is, again, the same immunity challenge we've done twice before, where they are doing questions about their other contestants. So, this is growing on me. Okay. I'm starting to like this process. Tell me more. It didn't... The weirdest thing to me about it is that it doesn't really come up in jury questions. Mm -hmm. I think it should a little bit more than it does, but that's okay. I... I really like this being the final... Or the, the, the second to last immunity challenge, and I like that the jury's here for it, mm-hmm. that they get this... And these are not... In season one, the questions were kind of insignificant and a little obscure and kind of dumb, frankly. Yes. Season two got a little bit better, but then sometimes it'd be like, whose shorts are these? Hey. And it's like, oh, I don't fucking know. They're, everyone's wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> this season, it felt, it felt like the best it's been so far. Yes. Of questions that actually mean something to people. Asking Frank's rank asking you know asking questions about like whose children are these and like what are their names the only one that was like kind of not was like who hit the first arrow it's like i don't fucking know man that was one challenge out of like 30 why why wasn't paying attention to hit the first one anyway i kind of like that one i thought it was a nice like hey were you paying attention yeah hey or if you did that is this was a moment, just in particular, who hit that is a little shocking. That's true. Yeah. So yes, it's a memory game. It's in front of the tribe, or in front of the jury, mm-hmm. and it's all four of them. Eight questions. Again, they title it Fallen Comrades, which is... A little melodramatic. A little melodramatic. I'm going to go right down. Feel free to hop in with... Any notes you have with any of these questions, right down the line. You talked about Frank's rank. He was a sergeant, or a staff sergeant. Nobody got that right. Nobody got that right. Hilarious. Which, that's a hard one. It is. There's so many ranks in the military. There's so many ranks, and even if, like, staff sergeant is not one that comes to your mind, mm-hmm. like, as a civilian, as, like, the first, like, you think of, like, private lieutenant sergeant, but yeah. not, like, staff sergeant. Someone said colonel, and I'm like, dude's not, dude, <laughs> not that high ranked. <laughs> I don't know the hierarchy, and I know that that, that is not possible. That is the possible. second highest rank. Behind, yeah. I mean, the second highest rank besides, like, the different stars, but, like, it goes colonel, then general. Yeah. So, yeah, no, Frank is not number three in the armed forces. <laughs> Thank you. Or whatever. Who listed manipulating men as a hobby? Everyone got this right, and everyone should. It was I, Kelly. Well, I also was like, it could be Kim. Like, young Kim. Yeah. Um, Kelly is so ahead of her time. We'll talk about it more. I... Liked Kelly all through the season. I have now fallen more and more in love with Kelly with like the shameless shirt with that being her answer. 
in the reunion, she talks about like the way that women are perceived in the media and not wanting to, and that they usually get pigeonholed into either being a villain like Jerry or an ingenue like Elizabeth. And she would be an icon if she was on a season today. I mean, she's absolutely correct. And way ahead of her time. Way ahead of her time. In, like, she had the platform, she said it, and I don't know, maybe is starting to change a couple of things with how Survivor works. She's my favorite contestant on this season. Nice. And, like, that's with a lot of reading between the lines, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I know she is my favorite contestant on this season. Question three, who hit the target in the archery challenge first? It was Lindsay. Only Tom got that right. I thought it was Clarence. Yeah, Tom Tom was the one who got it right. Yeah, good good guess, Tom. Who Who a picture of the children, like whose, whose kids, kids are these and what are their names? Yeah. Ah uh, yes, let's dox the children on national television. Let's do it. Sounds great. They were T Bird's kids. That's a, we didn't need the picture. Yeah. We or like we didn't need to see the picture. I in a in the day and age of social media, you would not show that picture. No. You don't dox the children! Yeah, you got a good point, though. At the time, nobody's going to be, like, taking their VHS tape around, like, looking at the children. Are you these children? Oh, Scoopin's not on the season, so no. Yikes. (laughs) Fuck. Everyone got that right. Where is Jesse, a deputy sheriff? Everyone got this one. It's Orlando. Orlando. I forgot. Name where that musical is from. <laughs> We're just throwing all the musical references in here. That's true. Six, who has a spider tattoo? Where is it? Brandon. And then everyone got Brandon, but it's the position got people thrown off. We, we saw a couple butts. Yeah, I think that's a little unfair to draw a hard line distinction between lower back and butt in that case. But mm-hmm. nah, whatever. Yep. Seven, who are Sage, Hunter, and Jocelyn Rose? And everyone got this right because they talked about it pre-challenge. Yeah. They're Frank's kids. Yeah. It was like, those things had to be Frank or Linda's kids. Yeah. So everyone is tied except for Ethan at this point. Yeah. Which leads us to the eighth question. And they were all pretty good at this. Yes. A lot of them, I think like what? They had seven out of like nine because they had the one extra. Sure. At this point or something like that. They only missed, everyone missed Frank. Most people missed the archery one. Yep. So I think the most anyone missed was two, or three for Ethan, two for everyone else. Yes. Just impressive. It's very impressive. And then the kicker, which female survivor is unpierced? Like, does not have pierced ears. <laughs> Such a weird way to phrase it. I know, but I had to write it in some way to fit it on my notes. Unpierced. Unpierced. And do you remember what the answer was? Was it... Kelly? Yes. So it was Kelly. Kelly was the answer, but there's a problem. What? One of the very... Okay, well, okay. To to lay that out, Kim wins immunity. Kim's the only one that gets that right. Yes. However, by a clerical error, Kelly is not the only one who does not have pierced ears. So we have some drama. Oh my god. Uh, series producers during the January 10th broadcast of the finale discovered that Lindsay, which was Lex's answer, was also technically correct. Whoa! Because my other guess was me, Lindsay. Uh-huh. Why? Why? Like, how, how? What does technically correct mean in this case? I think that they were... They wrote it with jury in mind, having all the people there. 
but no one thought about the players before. Before, which yeah, we've th- this season all of the answers were contestants on the jury. Yes, except for Jesse. We asked about Jesse, which is weird. Yeah. So other seasons they've asked the answers have been able have been people from before the merge. Oh, that's fascinating. So problem here. Uh huh. That question won the game. It, yeah, it sure did. Had Lex got that correct, then they would still be, like, fighting for it. Yeah. Fortunately, the person who goes home here is not technically affected. Yeah, he is, though. Because if Lex had won, Mm -hmm. then Kim would have gone home. Yes, correct. Oh. So. Did they have to pay out money? They had to pay out money. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. So, the two... The third and the fourth place winner ended up getting boosted up to the second place prize. So everyone got $100,000. Everyone got $100,000. That's probably for the best. Yeah. But man, think about that for a second. That's a massive fuck up. That's a massive fuck up. And it would change the entire game on its head. Because then everything would have gone to plan. And then they would have to cannibalize each other. In a different way. I think it still would have gone in that same order, but I think maybe you might have a different winner. Well, you would have had a different winner of the immunity challenge. Correct. The final immunity challenge that then would have... Because, like, okay, I wrote this down. We're jumping ahead. We'll come back. I wrote down that if Ethan won, I thought he was going to take Lex. Mm -hmm. Because Ethan had the thing of, like, I want to beat the best. So Ethan wins, which probably doesn't because he lost to Lex anyway. Mm -hmm. He takes Lex. If Lex wins... I think he takes Ethan. If Big Tom wins, I think he takes Ethan. Mm. I think two of those three scenarios, Lex wins. And in the third scenario, I don't know if it would be Big Tom or Ethan. Probably still be Ethan. But that's really close. Wow. If I was Lex, I would be pissed. Because <laughs> you can yeah. do that math real quick. You can do that math real quick. So yeah, that's an interesting little tidbit. That and that's assuming that he would, you know, he would still have to win a tiebreaker against Old yeah. Cam. They would have had one more tiebreaker, but oh my god! Yeah. So wow. thank you, Josh, for that information. That mm, uh, beautiful chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. That's the kind of shit that CBS just had to kind of push under the yeah the rug and eat eat it. Otherwise, there would have been big problems. I'm surprised that they didn't make them sign NDAs. Maybe they did. I mean, they can't make Lindsay sign an NDA, so maybe yeah. she said something. That's how it got out, but that's insane. Yeah. So, Kim wins. Tom is voted out. I was like, Kim, now I was, I was getting flashbacks of Borneo. Uh-huh. I was like, great, now's your time to get rid of the guy in the power position. Get rid of Lex. Get rid of him right now. Nope. I, it was personal. I don't think... I think old Kim... I talked before with the way that Tom is creepy to the women and doesn't respect the women and uh-huh. how, like, the older generation of women... And Kim actually talks a lot about this mm-hmm. in Final Tribal. The older generation of women were taught more to grin and bear it rather than, oh, just don't make a fuss. That's just how he is. But they still feel the jabs. Yeah. So Kim... Old Kim still doesn't like Tom, even if Tom doesn't know that. <laughs> so... It felt personal. And I think also Kim... Yeah, Kim just likes Ethan and Lex. The confessional felt personal, too. Yeah, sure did. But interesting, though, that Ethan and Lex see him as that big of a threat in the final two. Yeah. 
I mean, Ethan's confessional, we don't see his vote, but we hear him talk. Mm -hmm. And he says, sorry, I love you, bud. I just don't think I could beat you. I have no shot at beating you. I have no shot at beating you. Yeah. Interesting. Because Tom is not the biggest threat up there to me. I agree. But that's not the way they saw it. So, apparently they thought he was so likable, he's just taking it. Yeah. Not anymore, he's not. Nope. Tom's out. Yep. So we get back, we go to camp. Does Tom come back? Oh, yes, sorry. My bad. Tom is coming back for All-Stars. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, man, can we get Tom and Rudy on the same tribe, please? You will see Tom real soon. It's going to be great. I love that. (laughs) I'm excited. Oh. I won't won't talk about how I think he'd do in a modern season then, because we're going to see how his game adapts. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I did, I think in previous instances, I did ask you how you think he does in All-Stars. Oh, oh, you're right. How do I think Tom does in All-Stars? Oof. He is so likable. I don't think you have a reason to get rid of him before the merge. Yeah. So, I think probably a post-merge final five Mm. area. I don't seem to think he'd be a winner, but the people on the season seem to think he could. I don't think Tom wins All-Stars, but I I could see him get into a final four or even final three. Okay. All right. Again. He's... He plays the game pretty well, and I like I like that he has this sort of diffuse, old country charm about him, but he is actually in the background making plays. Yeah. It's... But now we've gotten to see that for a season, and are people going to fall for it a second time? I don't it's know. It's an open question. I don't know, man. Let's, we'll get there when we get there. So they go back to camp, and they are woken up real early. It is still dark out. Jeff shows up with a torch, and... We, we're we're discussing how Lex didn't have a very good night. Yeah, this... I wish we wouldn't have talked so much about this right away because it told me who didn't win the challenge Correct. once I realized what the challenge was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so Lex has had diarrhea and has gone to the bathroom 12 to 13 times last night. That is too many times in case you didn't realize that. Really weird when they opened a Taco Bell next to their camp. <laughs> and, you know, it seemed like a bad temptation, but oh. I guess he fell for it. You want to go get Taco Bell after this? No. Okay. <laughs> I've already told you, I had high blood sugar the last couple of days. My butthole is on fire. You're welcome, audience. So we get a, we get a good morning, Jeff, and we are brought to a Samburu ritual. Okay, pause. Yes. We've now talked about the Samburu, the real Kenyan Samburu tribe a lot. Yes. We've never talked about the Baran, real life Baran tribe. Why did they name one of the tribes after a tribe that they were going to spend so much time, like, interacting with? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just weird. Like, when they say the Samburu tribe, and all of a sudden I'm thinking about the contestants from earlier in the game, and then I realize, no, they're talking about the real tribe of human beings living in Kenya. Yeah. They couldn't have picked a different tribe name that they weren't going to be buddy-buddy with the entire season? I think someone thought it was clever, and then they just ran with it and didn't have the foresight to think, oh, we're going to use this name quite a bit because we have the people. Yeah. Oopsies. Oopsies. So we we get a a ritual, a cleansing ritual, and just a few highlights of this ritual. They have to walk north. They're going to be fires east and west. They're going to be waving, what do they call them? Not sticks, but... Would, I don't remember. It, I'm going to call it sticks just for your imagination's sake. Above their heads, and you are not allowed to look back. This is full-on Orpheus and Eurydice. Yep. Don't you dare look back. Don't do it. 
And in between there, we have the memory walk. Yeah. And this is the best the memory walk has been as far as it shows the contestants, it shows their it shows their torches, and it has a conversation with the, the person. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I like the memory walk. It was a little rushed, but they did a good job. Sure. The thing about the memory walk that will never not make me laugh is the first time, if everyone's from the same tribe, which yep. they probably will be for a little while, when they come across the first person that gets voted off on the other tribe, and they're like, Carl. I don't know this person. Who is that? <laughs> and then they keep moving. <laughs> Those ones always crack me up. They're beautiful. Or like, even their first vote out, like, Diane. She was very sick. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. Well, we, we knew this person for three days. I mean, I guess they have the trip of getting there and the layovers and all yeah. of that. But it, as an audience member, it's, fair. it's always funny. They're not allowed to talk on those trips, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, they get a literal blood bath where they are covered in blood and... Do they call it fat? Goat's fat? Goat fat. Yeah, to help with the cleansing. And then they get a really cool... You're laughing at me. Nothing opens your pores like goat's blood. Yeah. <laughs> They're brought into like an open field area and there are people waiting there and they're like motioning for them to kneel and they're not getting it. So they like kind of push them down and then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, a translator would have been nice maybe. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, and then when they're asked to rise from that position, then suddenly 20 people just kind of like pop out of the out of the woodwork they're kind of like hiding in the brush and behind trees and like that is very theatrical and very cool i really also like i would have shit my pants a little bit just to see waves of people ascend from the bushes yeah. i i was so nervous for this season for two reasons both of which ended up being null and void uh kind of they both ended up popping their heads up in ways but mm -hmm. they weren't as big of a deal as they have been before sure First is the cultural appropriation. I was really worried that we were going to come here and be like, we're doing Africa things, but ex minus the let's go pass around HIV testing kits like their Halloween candy and take uncomfortable photos. It, it seems like a lot of it has been with like working with the tribe that is on that land. Sure. And really like tactful and really cool. And I've, I've learned a lot. I think it's really cool. Yeah. The other one is just how intense Africa is mm -hmm. as a place to survive yeah. uh, or specifically the Kenya, uh, Kenyan desert. I don't think it's technically a desert, whatever the Kenyan nature preserve. Sure. That has not been as much of a problem as I anticipated. We're not watching people waste away like the last two seasons. Very much appreciate that. Wish they could go somewhere. Very excited for next season. <laughs> kind of. We'll talk about that too. Yep. And like I said, people were kind of just arriving from everywhere, and suddenly it went from 3 to 20, and then they were dancing, and then they were encouraged to join in with the dancing. It was a really cool ceremony. I thought it, it could go very, a little appropriation, but it was led by them. Yeah. Everything was was. Even the inclusion of the other people was felt led by them. We have no indication, as opposed to like season one in the bar, yeah. of the producers being like, hey, I'll pay you 20 bucks. Can you make this a little more like Africa-y for us? <laughs> uh, there's, 
if that happened, we don't know about it. I mean, surely they had to give them something to oh, like, get yes. them to do this. But it, it seems, it didn't seem like they were coached. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is a thing that they do. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, I do want to point out one more thing from the memory walk. Okay. Everyone got their, like, slow-mo shots. Man, they love that shot of water pouring water down young yeah, they Kim's do. bra. Yeah, they do. They use it every time she's shown from here on out. You're welcome, America. <laughs> boobs. Yeah. I like boobs, but like, what, we don't. Why is this? Why are you putting it there? Why are they there? Because we have digressed this woman into only one clip yeah. of washing herself. Yeah. Yay. So then we transition from that into the final immunity challenge. It's similar to what we've seen before, mm -hmm. but a little trickier. Yeah. Was this the last one for season two as well? No. In this one, it, the Fallen Comrades was the final one. But there's... Oh. Yes. Oh. So the final three challenge was Fallen Comrades. Oh, that's weird. Okay. I like this being the final three challenge. I would be okay if this was the final three challenge until they go to final four. Yeah. And fire making and all that. Yeah. So this was similar to the season one. You're standing on a raised platform. You have to keep one hand on the immunity idol at all times. However, they added the twist that your feet, both feet are on also a raised platform, but they're smaller. And they're angled. And they're angled. They're angled toward the immunity idol. So, and your feet cannot leave these. Mm-hmm. So you can't just like lift your foot up to scratch the back of your of your knee. Yep. It has to be there the whole time. And honestly, very difficult. Yeah. Kind of smart by producers cuz that yep. could have gone on much longer. Agreed. I think cuz we've seen how long it went in season 1. Yep. And it could have gone on for a lot longer than that if Rudy hadn't made a mental misstep. Correct. So adding difficulty to it very good. Very good. We like that. This is the sweet spot. I don't like when endurance challenges are so difficult that they become strength challenges. Mm -hmm. But there need, we can't we can't do Australia just standing on a four foot wide beam until you get cold. That's why. That's so boring to we watch. Can't, we can't do that. Yes. I, I have one particular final four challenge in mind, or final three challenge in mind, where it just, it rings out in my brain of that was so difficult, and it goes very quickly. Yeah, so this one, the moment they showed this challenge, like, oh, so that's why we talked about how Lex got very little sleep and shat his guts out all night. Correct. Cool. But he's not the first one to go. At about 2 hours and 26 minutes, Ethan slips. Yeah, he loses his balance. I mean, and they, they show him doing something similar early on, but he slips into the, into the idol. Yeah. And, like, holds himself still by putting all his weight in his hand and like pushing back yeah and then he does it again a second time and it's it doesn't help he can't save himself this time no and that has to feel terrible yeah and I, he's shaking though he, his yeah. body is so destroyed i did point out at the beginning of the challenge like oh they're doing it at sundown like that's so smart so we don't have to worry about or like close to sundown so we have to worry about like the intensity of the sun. Nope! 9 a.m. That's the sunrise. That is sunrise. Oh, correct. boy. <laughs> the, the day started at 87 degrees. At the time Ethan went out, I believe it was up to like 95? 94. 94 and then it jumps up to 104 by the end. Correct. At the three-hour mark, it was 101 degrees Fahrenheit, if you're in America. 
I, I'm not going to do that calculation in my head. No, because for the Celsius. metric system for measurements is better, but temperature scale in Fahrenheit versus Celsius is the superior How one. How could you say something so brave and yet so controversial? Uh, I agree, though. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> Celsius is how water feels. Fahrenheit is how human beings feel. Mm. I also want to point out that the pomp and circumstance of this challenge is so much... They've gotten so much better at, like, Jeff just, like, being a person yep. and a host. He feels a hundred times more confident than he did in seasons one and two. Yeah. And just overall, like, this, this almost felt like a modern challenge in a good way. Yeah. And a weird little thing happened that because this challenge went on a good hour after Ethan goes off, mm-hmm. we have a confessional where the background is the challenge. Yeah. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it too. I just think it's it's very strange to be seeing that in it, while it's in motion. Yeah. Like, okay, go, go, go over there. We're going to, we're going to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was disappointed in Ethan. Like, you're a professional athlete. You This should be your challenge. His body is so destroyed, though. Yeah. I mean... It, but so is so is old Kim's. Yeah. But she has the mental edge. She does. She she keeps it together. And she also had the better grip. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, I didn't. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So, I don't know how they secured the idol to the platform or whatever, but it seemed like you could put your whole weight on the idol and it wouldn't fall off. Yeah, it feels that way because Ethan did. Yeah. And maybe that's just because the other people also have it up there, but I don't think so. I think they have it, like, screwed down or something. There's a couple of, like, bars on the idol itself, like, in the design Mm -hmm. that Kim has her hand wrapped around. Okay. Whereas, like, Lex has, like, a flat palm on it. So all that pressure is being put into his forearm and his wrist. Rather than on the entire arm all the way up to, like, the elbow and the shoulder for Kim. Okay. It's, it's, It's such a small thing. But it's so important. Especially for somebody that, like, old Kim that is seemingly significantly less strong than Lex. Yeah. Yeah. And probably wins her the challenge just no, really taking the time and figuring out where she wants to put her feet in her hands. Yeah. I would like to, I mean, this idol doesn't seem too outlandish, but there has to be a system for drawing positions for this where someone's going to not have as good of a handhold. Uh, yeah, that, that's... I thought about that, too. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on here. But Lex probably could have gotten the other one. Ethan was probably going to be screwed either way. Yeah. Lex almost passes out I know. at the three-hour, 24-minute mark. And th- this is his night rearing its ugly head. He he also has no gas in him, yeah. which is so unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know. It it did feel like the show was making an excuse for Lex a little bit. Sure. Like, they had somebody in the power position for so long that they were going to be embarrassed if they didn't win because they lost a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so they had to be like, oh, but he had diarrhea. What can you do? Like, <laughs> I get it. He did, and that's terrible. Yeah. But we haven't seen, when other people have had rough nights before immunity challenges that were win or get booted out for them, we don't hear about, like, oh, I couldn't sleep last night, or like, Oh, I'm so dehydrated right now, or whatever. It, it was a, it was a little little heavy. <laughs> anyway, there's not a whole lot that happens at camp, so I'm just gonna no. go to tribal because that's the important thing here, mm-hmm. and we've been talking for about an hour. So, tribal. Interesting little comment by Kim about. Or sorry, that's by Jeff. You kick the able bodies men's ass. Yeah, 
Like, yeah, you're right. She did. You're, this old lady is is killed it in the physical challenge, so good on her. But she also hasn't made up her mind yet. I don't know how you go into that without making up your mind to a certain point. I think she had her mind made up, but with the my mind can be changed. Mm-hmm. So it's not really made up, but I think she had a decision a tentative decision. I have made. something I'm leaning toward, exactly. but I don't know if I, I, I'm fully comfortable with it yet. Yeah. And then, <laughs> essentially, Jeff puts it on the two guys to say, hey, g- give her some final words of what you think she should do. And Lex, they essentially do the same thing, but I don't, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird. They were nothing speeches. They were nothing speeches. Lex say, we don't blame you either way. Like, yeah. you've got to do what you got to do. And Ethan says, do what makes you feel good. Yeah. Cool. I have learned from this and from Final Tribal Council, Ethan is not the best speaker in the world. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Correct. But I... Lex's ego is his downfall. Kim says in in her confessional that, you know, I I picked Ethan because Lex seemed like he thought he deserved to win. Mm, Yeah. And I... I would actually change that deserved win to expected to win. Sure. Lex thought it was his right to win. I've won all these other things. Why can't I win this? Yeah. And yeah. I'm the one that's done everything for everyone. Like, he is one Walter White Breaking Bad monologue away from making everyone very <laughs> hate him. Well, Lex is voted out. And did you catch that Brandon was crying? No. Yeah, they do a quick pan over to the jury and Brandon's crying over there. Oh my god. Brandon wanted Lex to win so bad. Yeah. Well, he's the only person from Brand that showed him kindness. That's so. fair. Or at least wanted to work with him. Yeah. And then we have a, a, a nice little morning beans moment. And we have the exact same final two as season two. You have the, the older lady mm-hmm. that played a more cerebral game and the golden boy. Yeah. Because, like, Lex is a great player, but Lex is much less a golden boy than, like, an Ethan or a, or a Colby. Yeah. Does Lex come back? Lex. He does indeed come back. Uh, he is yeah. coming back for All-Stars. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. How do you think Lex does? He could win All-Stars if he... Well, he kind of he kind of blew up his own game. If he comes in and can be more humble, okay. he can win All-Stars. Sure. If he plays exactly like he did, he is an early... He is an early early <laughs> Ooh, the world may never know we the world will the most of the world does <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about there's not a whole lot that happens no in the morning they don't even get the morning feast it's very low-key yeah it's just like hey get your stuff they do a nice pan across camp of hey look at all these things that we've had great moments with like they did a they had the shattered egg from that one challenge weird they showed the water tower they showed a bunch of different little things like okay cool get one last look at this you ain't coming back yep beautiful did you catch the accidental ethan homophobia at the walk tribal council no he goes i've got the guy votes and kim's probably got the girl votes and then we got to figure out brandon Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't think he meant it that way. I don't think so either. But it was like, that's that's where your subconscious bias starts to come in. And it's like, well, you literally just said you had all the guy votes. And you just don't view Brandon as one of the guys yeah. because he's gay. That's a non-thinking... Cool. I, I said something and I didn't mean it. A non-thinking Oops, bias. Yeah. 
let's get into Final Tribal. Honestly, not a whole lot of the introduction speech matters. Like the, I don't know. Did you take anything out of Kim and Ethan's like, hey, vote for me speech? No. We're now three seasons in and all of them have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rich just was okay, I guess. But all, all of the rest of them have been bad. Get, like, there's Kim's... a difference being, like, okay. There's a difference between being humble. And there are different yeah. scales of bad. They're mm-hmm. not all equally bad. Sure. But you all, like, none of them talk about why they're there or the journey they've had. Like, I'm thinking back to, like, uh, our winner last season, Tina, mm-hmm. who's like, whatever happens here, I have a great life better than all of yours. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Kim's is a little that way. Kim talks about, I can't ask for you to vote for me, but you made me feel young and important. And, like, I had a good time here. Hey, hey, Kim. Yeah. Hey, hey old Kim, yeah. specifically. Yeah. That, you're, in, you're here to tell them to vote for you. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And only, it's crazy to me, we've now, there are 43 seasons of Survivor. There are only, you know, I don't know when it switches from Final 2 to Final 3, mm-hmm. but there are, you know, we'll say somewhere around 120 people that have ever gotten to give Final Jury speeches. And these first six are like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably shouldn't vote for me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do what you feel like, man. Insane. <laughs> so I'm going to skip past these. Ethan says he has goals and vote whatever in your heart. <sighs> whatever. The questions, though. We run the gambit with these questions. They're all over the place. They are all they, over I the place. I think they always will be. And some hint that they're going to be all over the place. Tom specifically hints that his is going to be is going to make people raise an eyebrow. Yeah. And he is it, correct. It, it does. Yes. So go down the line. Brandon, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Uh, Except he did. He, he did. So he lied to us. Who would, who else would be here is this I, question. I really like, this is the first time we've seen who deserves it most, who deserves it least, mm-hmm. I think. Like, we, we have a couple of questions that are that are most and least. Mm-hmm. And I, I like having to, I like forcing them to give you a negative answer. We saw it a little bit in season two. Yeah. But that one specifically asked for no explanations, which I want to hear their explanations, to be the, honest. The explanation is important here. Yeah. So Ethan says Lex, Lex is the best, and then this is my problem with this tribal council in particular. They agree too much. Oh yeah, yeah. Ethan and Kim agree too much. You have here. to draw a contrast with yeah. the other person. So Ethan says Lex that he's the best, and Kim says Lex because he was supportive of me. Okay, pause. Yep. Do you think Kim walked in here with a single person? She had won their vote. No. Do you think Ethan did? Yes. Multiple. I'm going to keep track of how many votes Ethan loses or almost loses in the course of this tri- final tribal. Because <laughs> you're right. I think it it could have been a 7-0 sweep without Ethan being terrible at this final tribal. Ethan shooting himself in the foot? Yes. Yes. And then the least deserving to win. Ethan says, you. Yeah, you, Brandon. Thanks With- for asking the question. And no explanation. Yep. Zero explanation. So Ethan just lost a vote. Ethan just lost a vote there. We're at one. It's the first question. <laughs> Kim says Tom and hints that just because of the, some of the things he said makes him seem like he's not in favor of women. The internalized misogyny. Which is correct. Yep. And Tom's probably confused because in his entire life, everyone's always gone along with it. And now he's being called out for it yeah. because women in his generation do not feel as empowered to call it out. Now on national television, he's getting called out. 
and he doesn't know what he did wrong. I was trying to think this through and like, how do you rephrase this to make it seem like, yes, that's still your answer, but I don't want to piss off Tom. And I don't know that there's a good way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think the only way that she could have done it, and I don't think she wanted to, would have been saying something like, you know, I think it's Tom. Tom, I really tried to work into the the alliance with Lex and Ethan, but you're the one that kept me out and kept it a good old boys club. Mm -hmm. And that would have probably still pissed him off, but at least it would have been about the game. Mm -hmm. But I like what she said, because I think it's probably true and Tom needed to hear it. Yeah. Lex asks about the, uh, what's the first selfless act that you're going to do when you get back from this experience? <laughs> I'm making I'm making a masturbation gesture. That's, yes, that Lex just that's not selfless. That's inherently selfish. Just fucking well, eh. <laughs> do it for charity. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this is it's. I hate this question. This is always like a, I don't know. I guess it did catch Colby in season two and probably lost him a vote being mm-hmm. like, by a motorcycle. But it's such, it doesn't change anyone's mind. It's not the time to ask. It's just, let's make you feel good about yourself for a minute. Yeah. It's not the time or place. Yeah. It's, I mean, and the answers are pretty like, eh. Yeah. Kim says Wamba Project. Actually, I shouldn't say that. The answers weren't meh, but you're right. It's It feels very out of place here. The answers are pre-written. It's going to be a cause you care about, yes. and it's going to sway no one's mind, yes. and that's not why we're here at this moment. Yes. And it's the thing you've been leading up to for the entirety of the show. You should probably ask questions that are going to help you like make your decision yeah. anyway. Uh, so yeah, Kim says, the want to help the Wamba Project... And give statistics, which is wild. Like, how do you... You have statistics just off the top of your head here. Good for you. And Ethan says, talks about starting an inner-city soccer league. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Oh. Frank, next. What are the big five characteristics... It's too many. ...to, to get you to win this it's, game? I like the question, but Frank, it's too many. That's the, too many things to name off the cuff. Both of them hit three pretty, like, right off their head. And yep. then four and five. Four is like, uh... Okay, yeah, this one. And then five takes them a long time. Yeah, it's hard to think of five qualities, especially for, I mean, Ethan going right away, and then Kim having to think of five that Ethan didn't just say. Yeah. Ethan says, willpower, strength, integrity, intelligence, and a little bit of luck. Yeah, and the little bit of luck was, he gave up. I mean, it's a good answer. I like it. But he, but like... It was clear as like I ain't got I can't think of a fifth one, my guy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm out. Sorry. Kim says respect, thoughtfulness, flexibility, love, and understanding. I like Kim's answer better, but I don't think either of them do anything to sway the needle. I don't because I think love is a, a BS answer. That's fair. I think it seems to me like it is core to who she is. Yes. So it. Maybe it's not a BS answer for her. That's the thing. It felt genuine for her. I liked, I I, I liked that both their answers really did reflect their mentalities about the game. Like Ethan's are very competition focused Mm -hmm. and Kim's are very people focused. Sure. But again, it didn't tell us anything new. It didn't tell them anything new and it didn't sway the needle. Yes. And then we get to Kelly. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Kelly it goes on a little a bit of a rampage here this is the only thing i don't like about kelly yeah this this is her sue moment 
This is yeah. her trying to be like... We, we did a fusion of Sue and Greg and merged them into one person so that we're bitter and we're doing it randomly. Yeah. Cool. It, it's, it feels very just out of place. And she tells Kim, like, you sold me out at my expense. And Ethan, you didn't build a relationship with me. So I don't want to vote for either of you. So then we do... We, we have a nice callback to season one. Mm-hmm. Let's pick a number. Between one and a thousand this time. Yes. And what was old Kim's answer? Three. Ethan, you're the biggest idiot alive. Why are Second biggest picking? idiot alive. Old Kim, you're the biggest idiot alive. Yes. You picked three. Ethan, why didn't you pick four? That was... I thought the exact same thing. Like, dude, just pick four. Just pick four. You would automatically win unless the number is one, two, or three. Which you weren't going to win anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe he didn't want to get too cute and, like, do the obvious thing in case she wasn't going to pick that. And, like, that would... I don't know. I think I'm overthinking it. I think Ethan just didn't think well on his feet. So, second vote that he could have lost because he said something stupid. Yeah. Keep that in mind. (laughs) Ethan says 888. Yep. Kim says 3. Which still gives him an advantage, I think. But I don't I mean, technically, math. yes, because he's farther is, away from the top threshold. Three is a stupid fucking number. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> she must one, have thought it was one, one to ten. One in a thousand, three. Even one to ten, three is a stupid number to yes. pick. On to Kim Powers. Who did you learn the most about yourself from, mm-hmm. and also the least from? Yeah. I like the question. It's it's a little more thinky. And a little, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes, it makes them give an in-depth answer. And it's hard to lie. Yeah. So Kim, Kim Johnson, old Kim, says that you, Kim Powers, I learned the most from you. Like how brave you were to stop your wedding. How important it is to forgive each other. So this is, this is my favorite moment of the entire final tribal council. This is the best answer of the tribal council. Mm -hmm. And... Actually, not to pat myself on the back, but really does echo when I was talking about the way that young Kim deals with Tom and old Kim deals with Tom. Okay. In that, I mean, sure, I don't think they have the same opinion of Tom, but just like that repress it, no, don't say anything, go with the flow, we're not, I'm not supposed to make a fuss, versus someone that it has the courage to call off their wedding right before it happens and all that kind of stuff. And I was surprised to see it echoed here, but I really, really like the answer. Conceal, don't feel... Don't let them know. <laughs> yes. Uh, honestly, a good answer. I don't always like when you point the answer back at the person who asked it. I always think that looks a little... But this is a good elaboration. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that it was... I think if you had every single person in the jury ask that question to old Kim, mm-hmm. she would give it the same answer. I hope so. It didn't feel like she was giving that because young Kim asked. Yeah. And then the least about Tom, again, just kind of like digging in Tom. Had a great time. I didn't learn anything from you. Yeah. I think that's valid. Yeah. Ethan says T-Bird because of her, she was a safe place and willpower. I don't like this answer. No, me either. Because you already knew Teresa was going to vote for you and it doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it was genuine. I'll give him that. But it wasn't as good of an elaboration. It's a hard one to follow. But I, it's kind of lame. It doesn't seem like an answer to the question. Like, yes, you like this person. You're right. 
I like I enjoyed my time with this person, but I didn't necessarily learn anything from them. They were just like a good, safe person to be around. You're right. Uh, again, I don't know. Like that seems like a bad answer for me. It Ethan. does. And then minus Kelly didn't, and this is a better answer. He didn't take the time to get to know Kelly. Therefore, he didn't learn anything from Kelly. Yes, that was a better answer. I'm still giving him a vote loss on this one because not that he was going to win back Young Kim's vote after that, but mm-hmm. like you didn't, you didn't move the needle at all on this answer. <laughs> yeah. So we're at three votes yep. out of what? Five people? Four people that are so far that Ethan has fucked up on. Yeah. Yep. So we're on to Tom. Tom's lost some weight. Yeah. Tom's lost, like, I think he holds the record. It's like 80 pounds. Wow. That's from Josh. Josh says, has the survivor weight loss record at 80 pounds. Mm. Oh, man. Yep. And he he didn't really have much for adverse effects. Like, he was still kicking and in a good mood at the very end. Yeah, that's true. Good, good on him. Anyway, he goes into a story about a hyena who breaks into camp and eats the mush. Mm-hmm. The mush that they've been eating this whole time. Yep. And... Hyena does not like the mush. And so when leaving, he turns around and licks his own hiney. Why did he do that, Jared? Was it because animal instinct or was it to get the taste of the cornmeal out of his mouth? Why did he do that, Jared? Congratulations, Tom. You have now taken the trophy for the stupidest question asked at any final tribal council thus far. Yeah. I'm, someone's going to remind us of one from season one that was stupider, probably. But, what the fuck? <laughs> this was so outlandish. And he knew what he was doing. Like, oh, 100% he, he knew, knew what he was, he was doing. voting for at that point. I actually wonder if this was the original question he was going to ask. Or if he had something that was a little more... That was, like, this, something similar mm-hmm. that actually let them talk about it. Mm-hmm. But he was just so, like, pissed off at Kim. Yeah. At old Kim. Because, I mean... He, <laughs> he's very confrontational with her when after Ethan answers about like yep no same question you hear me mm-hmm. good yeah go yeah he we all knew who he was voting for yeah. at that point and Ethan says it's instinct and Kim also kind of says instinct he was just cleaning himself yeah it's a dumb question it's a, it's a weird dumb question and then finally Teresa what would you like to take back and again Kim. I didn't know better about the Kelly vote. I didn't know who put that vote on Lex. I wish I knew better so that I didn't make that mistake. Sure. And then Ethan weirdly just says same. And I thought it was Frank. I thought it was Frank. I'm glad I didn't like go after Frank, but I thought it was Frank. So I'm going to count that as a half vote because here's the thing. If I was Lex, uh-huh. and this was obviously a very important moment of the season that lasted several episodes and, yeah. and seems to have been important to them in the season like living it because they're obviously not living it episode by episode Uh you if i'm frank Mm -hmm. or i'm lex you have just now made if it was close you might have just lost my vote because if i was lex wait a minute you thought it was someone other than kelly you didn't tell me and you let me go on a rampage and didn't tell me and i I think there's (laughs) enough of a bond there that probably wasn't enough yeah but if i'm frank i'm like what the fuck dude why did you think (laughs) it was me and you never, like, talked to me about it? I mean, maybe he did. We didn't see it. It didn't sway anyone's mind, but I'm... I'm so that's... Of seven questions... Yep. Th- Ethan lost ground. Not enough to lose, but lost ground on three and a half of them. He really self-sabotaged here. He is 
bad at this. And <laughs> it's weird because when we see him in confessionals, he's a pretty elegant speaker. Yeah. He has, like, good thoughts on things. Even in other tribal councils, when he's asked questions, he is very good at reading the room, and he's a very social person. I was also very surprised that multiple people called him out for not getting to know people. Yeah. Because the Ethan that we've seen has been very affable and very charismatic. So I was kind of surprised by that. I think he, I think it is a situation where he is much more charismatic in one-to-one situations than in group situations. Sure. And I, yeah, we, we talk about that a little bit, how he, he is a little, he's a little more reserved. He didn't take the time to get to know everybody. All right. And that's the end. That's the end of the questions. We get onto the vote. And we see two votes for Kim right away. Yeah. One from Brandon, yep. who is out to prove to the world that he had my vote locked up. And then he said that. That was so stupid. Why did he do that? I mean, he's right. He is right. And who's the other one? Uh, young Kim. Young Kim. That's yeah. right. Which, again, I, Ethan doesn't, didn't lose that Give vote. Give more credit he, to Kim coming in. Yeah. Yeah. He... he Kim won that vote more than Ethan losing that vote. But still, three and a half of the seven votes that Ethan lost round on. <laughs> he was coming in seven to zero or six to one. Yeah. But damn. Yeah. It, it really just shot himself in the foot. And he got lucky with the number. He did get lucky with the number. And we, we do see one vote for Ethan, right? It's, or we do, see two it's for two, both. Two and two? Yeah. Okay. We see Kelly's vote, and mm-hmm. she tells us what the number is. Oh, that's right. And we see Tom's vote, because he goes off. Explain the, the beautiful mind thing, because I, I didn't at the time Not realize. beautiful mind. I thought it was the graduate. Because he You're says, right. uh, yep. Mrs. Robinson or whatever, and like what, it's the room number that she's staying in. Sure. And I, that's Kelly's favorite movie. I, I, I didn't catch that at the time, and then you said it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That makes a whole lot of sense. And Tom says that Old Kim reminds him of a girl who stabbed him in the back, <laughs> yeah. back home now. and Wild wild the votes are cast we as far as we know it's two to two and then we go to commercial we come back from commercial and we're experiencing some audio issues yeah in africa weird that is weird like why we haven't had any issues before this what's going on and then we pan back and you're like this looks a little more staged than it usually is the angles are different everything's a little weird and then now in this is unfair to me Uh uh-huh Personally, a uh-huh. slight against me. No, I'm kidding. But I, at the time we went to commercial, I thought we were going to have a, a big, long... Like, I didn't check how long was on the episode. I thought we were going to have, like, a lot more talk, a lot more lead-up before the votes and all of that. Yeah. And I'd use the bathroom, so I paused it, went and used the bathroom, and then came back. So I didn't notice the difference as much, oh, because really? I had... Well, I literally, like, not been watching the transition. I had uh-huh. paused it right away and then went to the, the bathroom. And it, it did fool me. Okay. I mean, the, the audio thing, I was like... What the hell? Yeah. But it, it did it did get me. Okay. It didn't get me. I caught on like immediately. Yeah. But I also knew that this was something that they've done before and it's likely that okay, wait, angles are different, audio issues. If there's audio issues, we're probably live. My gut did tell me that something was different, but mm. I didn't know what. Yeah. And I didn't think about it. Yeah. So anyway, we, we pan back over. Everyone's still in their same clothes. Yep. And Ethan has the same facial hair. So props to them for True. making that look at least somewhat the same. Yeah. And we read the votes right away. Yeah. We oh, first we let Ethan and Kim, or maybe this is before it went to commercial. Oh, no, you're talk right. Talk to the jury. No, that's after commercial because it's live. 
Okay. They they talk to the jury. They, because, I don't know, it's kind of giving them a moment of, hey, now that you've had months to, to reflect on this, talk to these people who may or may not have given you a million dollars. Yeah. But the audience doesn't know that, so it's confusing and weird. Yeah, and it's kind of, they, they're kind of shitty about it, too. It's It's weird. I don't think they should... You want? I think the jury should have the last word. I don't think you should give it back to the contestants afterwards to be like, and now give a rebuttal on what the jury just said. Yeah. Anyway, in in no situation is that. I, I don't think it's good. I agree. So they read the votes, and Ethan, your choice pretty early on was that your first choice. It's my first choice. It's your first choice. It was. Uh, I I did one per tribe, and I'm yeah. gonna keep doing that until the tribes. Until we see indications that the tribes are going to, like, desegregate themselves a little bit. Sure. Because I don't want to... I want to make the predictions fun and see if I'm right right or wrong yeah. based on, like, the social dynamics of the game and not which tribe has more members at the merge. No, absolutely. So I and picked Ethan and Silas. Yes. One, very good. You got it right. One, not so good. He's a rapist. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Can't win them all. <laughs> Can't win them all. So I'm... I'm pretty so first season one I guess Rich yeah yeah did you we didn't pick a we didn't predict we did, right in the correct. beginning but when we made a prediction I I I'm pretty sure I predicted Rich okay and then I predicted I think Colby you did predict Colby or Varner yeah so my track record's pretty good you're doing not too bad and the early seasons are a little more predictable yeah get get ready we have we have another one coming the, up the editing on this season made it feel really obvious that Ethan was going to win. They do kind of bury him a little bit at the end. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of they kind of bury him, but like nobody nobody ever said anything negative about Ethan. Correct. He was never a target. Nope. And that is just how he played the game it seems like, yeah. but if the only way he was not going to win was if Lex was sitting next to him, I think. I agree. I think Lex at the time probably wins in a modern season probably wins over Ethan as well. Probably. He'd have to be a little less messy, I think. But he controlled the game. Yeah, that's true. He was he was messy, but if it's messy and it works, then... That's true. I think that doesn't matter to a modern jury. That's fair. Oh, go on. Do oh, sorry. Old Kim and Ethan come back? Old Kim does not. That's... Old, I expected that. Old Kim kind of falls off the face of the earth a little bit. Oh. Like, she retires and moves to Florida. Yeah, she was, like, what, 56 yeah. at the time of this? Like, she, you'll see her every once in a while in the audience at a final, oh. like, live show. But, honestly, she just she's doing her thing. I will say, the older contestants are doing pretty good in these first three seasons. Yeah. It's, you, you think that they're an easy pick-off. They're not an easy pick-off anymore. No. Ethan does come back for All-Stars. Okay, so three people from this season, Tom, correct. Ethan, Lex. They bring back the Alliance. Yeah. And probably put one on each tribe. I believe you are correct. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh man, I want to see Lex and Rich on the same tribe. I so hope they're on the same tribe. I will say nothing. Okay. Well, then where's, what about uh, old Kim's, where are they now? Is, do, we have, do you have anything? Uh, honestly, like, the general consensus is that she kind of, like, rides off into the sunset. That She doesn't do anything, like, super crazy. She just retires and moves to Florida. I don't appreciate, I mean, I don't appreciate Florida, but I appreciate someone that can go on it, do it for them, get some growth out of it, and then just kind of bow out of the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she would do as well on a modern season as she did in this season. I think, I mean, how, getting to final two is, mm. that that's a, a massive achievement in and of itself. I just don't think she has the, the cutthroatedness 
mm. to to really play in a modern season. I agree. Yeah. So I think she'd do significantly worse. Not to mention being a possible target for an early vote if your tribe loses immunity, which almost happened to her this season. I'm just looking through the the post finale email from Josh, mm. which has some interesting stuff. So I want to go over it before we hit the reunion show. Okay, cool. We talked about the Final Four controversy, or the immunity controversy. That's yeah. crazy. Ethan then takes the money from this game and starts Grassroots Soccer, which mm. is a nonprofit foundation about like building communities for low-income people. It spans multiple countries and places, so it's it's really great. Take the time to go look that up. Tom apparently had a failed reality show. Oh? What? Yeah. I will look that up later. I have a link, but I just thought that's interesting. Uh, Lex was messed up by parasites. Oh. Yes, at the time. So, from his Reddit AMA, my game was absolutely unlocked and I was set to win. The last night before the final challenge, I got violently ill and had chronic diarrhea all night. Completely wrecked me and left me exhausted. To this day, I don't know how I got sick and no one else did. But when I got home, I was tested for parasites and bacteria and I had a laundry list of bad critters living inside of me. They probably all did to some extent. Yeah. Took six months of heavy medications to get rid of everything. Jesus. So I think he got hit hard. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit less like the show is trying to make an excuse for him. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, I think he's right. If he would have, he would have, he had it on lock, he would have won. And he says the the only thing that ever everything he's heard is that if Lex and Ethan are final two, Lex crushes Ethan. I think so too. Wild. I mean, Ethan gets the vote from Kelly, guaranteed. Yeah, but that might be it. Well, I don't know if that's guaranteed because no, because that's a number no, pick. No, no, no. The beginning of her speech was. Thank you so much, Old Kim, for doing the thing I've been waiting to have happen this entire time. Okay. There's no world in hell where she would give Lex the vote. She despised Lex on a personal v- level. Valid. Okay, you're right. You're it, absolutely Ethan right. Ethan would get the vote because he's not Lex. <laughs> Correct. Good answer. Good answer. Good okay. answer. <laughs> okay. Reunion. Fast takes. Bryant Gumble is awful. He's so bad. I hate it. It's... Oh, also, this episode, the episode itself had a weird ending with, like, they read the last vote, and then Ethan goes, yeah, and then just cuts, a, yeah. like, hard cut to credits. They, it was so abrupt. I mean, if you're watching this live, then it's not as bad, because they just go to commercial, and they'll come back to the reunion. Exactly. But still, it's weird. <laughs> it's so jarring. It's so weird. Just put them in one episode, yeah. like, on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, the... Uh, I, I actually, I turned this off the first time I started watching it because as they're doing the introductions, the, they cut to Brandon and his like tagline for Brandon is the ever flamboyant Brandon. And you're like, fine, just stop. Just stop. Just, I hate this. Man, season one of this show wanted a Colby or an Ethan winner so bad and they got rich instead. <laughs> it's all I could think the entire time. Yes, they did. They wanted the hero. They yeah, they didn't get the hero. Ethan being a soccer player is what got got Frank's vote. Apparently, that's what he says. Frank is. I'm glad Frank's gone. <laughs> um, what else do I have here? Oh, Clarence, talking about the bean situation. Oh, yeah. I ain't seen white people that mad since OJ got acquitted. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. so kiss. funny. Thank you, Clarence. 
They make him show his abs too, which is is weird. He plays up into it. He does, but the more transition we, someone says Kim Powers has better abs, and they're like, "Show us your abs." It's like, no. Kim has to say no like four times. Yeah, which good for her. Good for her. Stay not to feel that pressure, or not to give into that pressure at least. Frank hints that he would have maybe hunted Brandon. Okay, no, no, I want to go through this through this entire exchange. Go on. It's hilarious. It's, go for it. Basically, Bryant Gumble is like. Uh, talking about like, oh, well, you and Frank had disagreements. Would you say, you know, or whatever, being a bad host. Uh-huh. And Brands drops the word hate, and Gumball goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, hate's a, hate's a really strong word. And Bran goes, yeah. I mean, hate's a good word. It's a good word. It's, <laughs> hate's the right word. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Because we what we find out is that this is how bad Ethan airballed. Brandon threw that question in there of who deserves to sit up there least because in Brandon's mind, it was so obvious the answer was Frank. Yeah. He's like, I just want people to dunk on Frank one more time. Yeah. And instead he goes, you. And he's like, so basically, he told you're saying that Brandon deserves it less than Frank. You're an idiot. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he's like, hates, hates the, hates probably the right word. And then he does, you know, some PR, basically saying like, sure. And then you like, you know, you meet his kids and you realize that like he's a real human being with nuance and, you know, when you're trapped in a fenced in area in Africa for the entire time, like you don't get that. You don't get that. Yeah. And then they go to Frank who talks about, first of all, keeping the idea that he even likes Brandon a little bit as a person at arm's length because he doesn't want to be seen as gay or being okay with somebody being gay says and i quote don't agree with his lifestyle yeah gross yikes and then says plus hunting out there was illegal so you know how is i going to get rid of him yikes big yikes just implying that he would just, would just hunt people for being gay that's called a hate crime sure is yikes big yikes and then my final note of interest is that apparently you needed to be nude to get on this show dude can Kim Powers is, like, in her audition trait trying to fuck production, like, in a bath with, like, bubbles. I mean, hey, whatever. Use what you got. Yeah. No shame. No shame. But, wh- what? Uh, and Lindsay, like, riding a bike almost entirely naked. Yeah. With just body paint. And Clarence in his underwear. Yeah, Clarence in his underwear. I also love that Brandon's, like, I went on the show to... It's interesting what we talked about when he got voted off, mm-hmm. that the gay community kind of didn't like Brandon because of his, the way that he was portrayed mm-hmm. and that he was giving, like, leaning into all the bad stereotypes seems to have been the perception at the time. And then Brandon's like, I went on the show to show that you can be out and flamboyant and unapologetically yourself. And I guess it just came off like a raging bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, I failed at it. Yeah, I failed at it, which Oops. I appreciate the candidness. Yeah. We already talked about the thing I said with Kelly about, you know, trying to be viewed as a, as a strong powerful woman that isn't a villain and not and also one that's not like a helpless ingenue Mm -hmm. god i love kelly that's that 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 was the best thing to come out of that yeah reunion show yep that's pretty much yeah we have some surprise visitors by rudy and tina in the audience there's actually one more thing sorry i was surprised that being a fan of the show is a negative for people right at this point in the show's history I don't know that it's a negative. They, it definitely didn't help the people well, that were... Who who were the fans? They It was... Brandon's the one that jumped out to me. But uh, Brandon and Lindsay were the two that jumped out at yeah. me. And maybe Silas. It, 
I don't remember. Ethan kind of defended himself and said, no, no, I've watched the show sure. like a bit. I'm not a super fan, but like I've seen the show. Which there's only, there's only two seasons before yeah. you were on it. Why, how could you have been a super fan? I am the, the thing that I think it was, it might've been Lindsay said, but I don't remember. Maybe it was Silas. I tried to pretend Silas wasn't there. Was that you are trying too hard. If mm-hmm. you are a big fan of the show at this point and you're like, you're trying to make all these moves and everyone else is just vibing basically. And I can see that. Like, think about how Brandon played super messy and super shitty. But, like, think about the way that Brandon and Lindsay approached the game versus the way that somebody like Frank approached the game. Yeah. 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 And if you have more Franks than you have Brandons, (laughs) you're outnumbered. Like, you're not going to be able... You will be seen as trying too hard and might have to go home. So we're still kind of navigating that, which I find interesting. Yeah. One last thing. Next season... Yes. They they do the teaser first. Uh, Survivor Marquesas. Uh, Jared, what was the keyword out of there? Uh, Jared, what was the keyword that uh, caught your eye on that one? No rations. No food. No food. I was so happy. I was like, oh yes, we're in we're on an island. Mm-hmm. We're in also like cool islands I don't know anything about. Mm. Like it's gonna there's jungle, like it's gonna be much more of the survivor that we know with like they don't have to be fenced in for mm-hmm. 39 days oh thank god and this time we provided them with no rations. no rations god damn it no fire no water that's it so now we just get to watch people starve for 39 days again and have no calories to make moves because all they want to do is disintegrate on a beach yeah cool <laughs> cool i don't remember if it's exactly that if it's as bad as they make it out to be but uh get ready yeah i'm so upset why would they do this at least they learned their lesson from i'm assuming this next season so hard that even like they take away sure they don't give them rice in the post 40 seasons now but they they're much shorter seasons. They're much shorter seasons, correct. <laughs> and they give them a bunch of rewards yeah. that are food, and I don't know. Maybe coconuts will be enough. Who knows? Who knows? One last thing before we uh, before we hit the bumper. We gotta we gotta rate, rate the season, rank that season. I had a, a list, but it's only two seasons. It's so. it's it is in the seasons in the way that they have aired. It goes Borneo, Australia, Africa. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Why? I mean, Africa. Africa is worse than the sum of its parts, which is interesting because there's a lot of really cool stuff in here that people mm-hmm. are actually, you know, strategizing. Mm-hmm. You have tribe swaps. You have an okay cast. I think the weakest of the three casts that we've had, but not a terrible cast. You have, you know, better editing. You have better camera work. You have better rewards. And yet all of that falls apart with being trapped in this fucking fence <laughs> and not being able to go anywhere and just creates... A very stagnant state of the game. Yeah. That is less fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. So in, in I'm rating these purely on how fun they are to watch right now. I mean, there's a lot that goes into like the way I'm ranking them. But right now, it, it is Borneo. Well, did I like Africa more than Australia? That's what I was going to ask. Is, did you <sighs> like it more than the torture porn? Or does the cast kind of... Uh... That's the problem. The cast of Australia is so much better than the cast of Africa. Okay. So yeah, I think so. I think I think the cast does enough to pull it up for me. Alrighty. Yeah. Cool. There you have it. One, two, three. 
right down the line. We need to mix it up here. Let's see what Marquesas does. Hopefully Marquesas is better than Africa, but we'll see. We'll see. And if I was going to put them, I know we're not doing tiers, but it'd be like, it'd be like S, like SBC right now. Cool. Yeah. There's a power gap between Borneo and the other two. You know what else has a power gap? My thighs? The bumper. That'll do it for this episode and this season of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. Jared, I'm happy to be here with you. I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been fun. We're, what, six-ish months in? About, yeah. Yeah, we've been we've been cranking out the episodes. So we have, there might be a small gap here before the next episode comes out. We're trying to schedule a, a guest host for the start of season four. So, and this episode is the length of two episodes. That's fair. So enjoy this for the next week, and then hopefully we will we'll let you know when that next one's coming out. It's yeah. it's coming. Goal will be the following Monday, yeah. but we'll see. We will also have a bonus episode, too, when we have time to put that out. It, it'll come out when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. When we get to watch the movie. Yeah. Anything you'd like to promote? I'd like to promote not making things weird. Mm. I, I feel like I need an explanation on this. Nope. Okay. Just, if you find yourself in a situation where you're making it weird, stop. Okay. I would like to promote... <laughs> Being clear and obvious with your descriptions of the obligations to shows. Just when you put out oh, an audition no. notice, just maybe make it clear what exactly you need. What happened? So Jared and I Jared and I talked a little bit about an audition that I was gonna go to. And I was on the fence about going to it in the first place. It it's a community theater show. I am not saying I'm above community theater, but I've worked professionally for the you last. You are a professional, six... but yeah, you're you're new to the area. Yeah, like it was. It's an hour away. It's a show that I've wanted to do, and I feel like I was getting the jump on it because a lot of people are going to do it coming up here soon. Yeah. And so I went down to audition, and knowing already that this was going to be a stretch for me, I show up. I read the the form to fill out that like, hey, you're auditioning, your name, all your personal information. Right. And at the bottom, they're like, uh, also, you agree to pay $50 to participate in this show. Oh, no. Yeah. And what then, the fuck? And then also that you are going to agree to sell an ad for the program. What the fuck? And I was like, I was very tempted to just walk out at that moment. I would have. But I was like, you know what? I want to see this through. I haven't auditioned in a while. Let's let's That's just fair. let's just see what happens. Make it practice. Yeah, and like there were some very talented people, but it it was it was community theater. That's so gross. I listen. This is not the podcast for it. Uh-huh. I could go on a rant for a long time about the fucking stupid ways that that the internet industry exploits people. Yeah, I could make a I could make a whole separate podcast about that. Don't make a pay barrier for your shows. It already is shitty enough to not get paid to do a project. Yeah. It is insulting to make somebody have to pay to do it. Yeah. But it, it just kind of explained to me what this was and yeah. that it's... And there's no shame. Like, if you need this as an outlet, like, do that. However... If you are a person that wants to do professional theater... Yeah. Do not do that. Correct. If you're somebody that's doing it for fun, and especially if you're in someplace rural where, like, they don't make a lot of... Like, the theater is, like holding on by fucking straw like fine yeah do what you gotta do we're in the chicagoland area yeah 
Yeah, no. Oh, God. That on top of driving an hour each way, is it wasn't worth it. Nope. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you, guys. Thanks for hanging out. We took for Jared. I just noticed you're on a stool. I am on a stool. Can you control it? A stool? Yeah. I think you're better off than Lex. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>